Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? All right, DC Fandom just concluded, and I watched the full three and a half hours of it, so to speak. Um, and a lot was revealed, but the main topics here we're going to be talking about is the Batman trailer. We're getting a second trailer of the Batman movie by Matt Reeves, and it looks pretty sick. And we got a, a little glimpse of the Flash movie, something that we've all been wondering about. All that, plus a whole lot of other stuff. A uh, special episode of the Talking Talk Pod showcast here. DC fandom version. I got some pizza sauce on me. I don't know how that happened. But anyways, let's get the show started, shall we? Let's go! What's up, everybody? Thank you once again for tuning in to the Talking Talk Pod showcast. You're unofficial weekly pop culture podcast where I talk about the main topics of movies, TV shows, collectibles, what have you, anything in geekdom, pop culture um, from the past week, and I put my little thoughts and spins on things, um, but this is a special episode um, where I talk about everything that was revealed during DC Fandom. Um, it literally ended like 30 minutes ago, so I am taping this on Saturday, 10-16, for those of you who may be watching on the replay, but I appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. And let's just talk about some of this stuff. Um, but before I get into things, as always, you like what you see, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't done so already. And for you audio listeners, or for those of you who want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, it could be found on your podcast platform of choice like Spotify and iTunes, so make sure to follow there and download the weekly episodes. So without further ado, first I just wanted to give some thoughts about DC Fandom, the event as a whole. Um, it's one of those things where when they did this for the first time last year because of you know the, the current situation that's going on right now in the world, uh, we weren't able to have in-person conventions and all that. So DC Fandom decided to be a thing where DC and Warner Brothers had a place to showcase a lot of the projects that they're working on. And, you know, the typical stuff that you would find at a convention, you know, panels and what have you. And they did everything virtually. And when they did it last year for the first time, I felt like it kind of set the bar on how these type of conventions or online virtual cons are supposed to go down because I think hands down last year DC Fandom won the Virtual Con um, showcase. I mean for all the stuff that came out online DC Fandom was one of the best that I've ever seen and this year was no exception to that at all. Um, if you had a chance to check out Netflix's To Doom event that happened uh, several weeks ago I felt like they took a lot of uh, notes from DC Fandom and kind of created their own version of what that online virtual convention is supposed to look like. Um, so 
DC is back again with their fandom for 2021. And it was three and a half hours worth of so much DC and Warner Brothers stuff that they're working on. It's kind of easy to forget how many things that they have in the works or they have already been working on um, when it comes to the CW shows or now all the HBO Max stuff that they're putting out there, the movies, the animated movies and everything. Um, but they know how to milk things for sure. There's a lot of filler in there. Um, you know, they had a lot of panels. They had a lot of um, people hosting. And what I love that they did is that they included a lot of hosts from all different countries. You know, um, they really wanted to put out there that this is a worldwide global event, you know, and DC fans span all across the world, you know, something that I don't really see Disney and Marvel doing, um, acknowledging a lot of that stuff. And here they acknowledge it by showcasing um, super fans who became hosts um, during the program. Um, and you could see a lot of the things that they are working on in a lot of their projects speak to a diverse range of cultures, you know, which is something that is really refreshing and really great to see. Um, but they, like I said, they do know how to milk things and they kept the piece de la resistance, as I like to call it, um, the Batman panel for the very, very end. Um, but I'm not going to do that for this show. I am going to talk about the Batman right off the gate. So let's dive into it. So so the way the panel started is that you had uh, a nice little interview session with Matt Reeves, the director of the movie, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. And um, it was kind of cool, you know, seeing them together. You know, they were mentioning that this film has already been completed um, for some time now. But because of the pandemic, Robert and Zoe hasn't haven't seen each other in a while. And as they're seeing this footage coming out, um, they're getting to see it for the first time really put together and it's getting exciting for them and just like for us we're getting excited seeing all of it you know matt reeves is currently in post-production right now they even gave us a little behind the scenes look at the filming and some of the stunts and all that uh, so that was really cool they also had an opportunity to talk about their characters and what they're bringing to the role um, zoe who is selena kyle um, aka catwoman there um, this is the first time we're seeing this version of Catwoman on the screen. So in a way, she can set the precedence on her own as to how this character is going to play out. And we do see a lot of Selina in this new trailer. Um, so I'm hoping that this could be a reoccurring character if this you know series continues, where it could be a very um, nice duel between her and the Batman, Bruce Wayne. Um, so it looks really interesting. Um, Robert was talking about, you know, again, how he approached the role and kind of um, nice little interesting insight, too, and how he auditioned for the role, too. Um, I don't know if this was previously reported, maybe something I have, may have missed, but during his screen test, he was actually wearing the Val Kilmer Batman suit. And after first putting that on and kind of going through the test and the audition, he was very doubtful he could continue because being in that suit, and if you've watched the Val Kilmer documentary on Amazon, um, he, even Val mentions that you could hardly move and you could hardly breathe and your acting is very limited because 
all you're seeing is this much of your face and you're like stiff as a board right um but then you know they ironed all that stuff out and they worked it out and matt ever since that moment where he saw robert in the bat suit knew right away that's the batman and he can pull it off and robert also mentioned that you know this version of bruce wayne we're we're getting here has already been a year into the role of the batman but he's still just a year away from the events that led him to become this character right so he's dealing with a lot of emotion still he has a lot of aggression inside of him and you could see like he's very angry there's a lot of rage within him um, and it is portrayed as you watch the, the footage in the trailer so then they hit us with the trailer and my initial thought is that this definitely looks like they're going gritty here very gritty very grounded is something again that they mentioned that this is the version of batman we're getting a more grounded version um matt reeves if you have watched the uh planet of the apes movies that he directed you could kind of get that sense that those movies had a sense of realism um but it was also very dark and gritty and broody at times um, and it looks like he's bringing that same styles to this movie. And I really dig it. I really, really do. And look, for those of you who are still, you know, wondering or questioning if Robert can do a good Batman and Bruce Wayne, I don't know how you could still think that after seeing this new, new footage because he just looks menacing and scary. And, you know, again, you do see the rage and aggression within him. Um, even the way he approaches his fighting style. Um, Robert mentioned that as he fights, you could tell he's taking things very personal with each fight that he's in. And that kind of comes across in the new trailer that we get. Um, you know, uh, he just looks very in the voice. You know, again, he, he has a way of making a mark as Batman for himself. And I think it's really going to work out really well in this iteration. Um, we get a, a small glimpse here and there of the Riddler, who I think is going to be the main villain. In a way, I get a sense he's kind of like the Joker in this movie. Um, very mysterious, you know, very uh, playful. But you could sense that there is, is um, danger. There's this element of evil there, right? Um, you know, he still does his like little riddle jokes here and there and, and clues. Um it really reminds me very much of... Now, if you've ever played the Arkham, the Batman Arkham games, um, I feel like he's a combination of the Riddler, Joker, and maybe Calendar Man. If you uh, kind of put them all together, this is the kind of... This is the version of the Riddler we're getting. And maybe a little, like, a splash of Scarecrow, right? Um, because, again, this is very mysterious, and it looks like there's a lot of very ill intent um, behind his actions and why is he so hard on into fooling around with Batman right so that was really really good to see uh, insights on but I have to say Colin Farrell as the Penguin first of all I have to remind myself each time that that's Colin Farrell because he just does not look anything like him he really transformed himself into this penguin character and the penguin looks really 
really interesting and I'm kind of digging it you know it's um, he, he's kind of like almost like a like a kingpin you know he comes kind of comes across as that um, and you you could tell that they're gonna have a lot of screen time together it looks like the penguin I don't know if he'll be working in conjunction with the Riddler uh, or if this is just you know another villain that is going to be a major part in this movie but um, I'm digging it it looks really really good I think it's going to surprise a lot of us uh, I think Robert is going to knock it out of the park and I can't wait to check it out it comes out March of next year so I am really really excited for that I can't wait for that to come out we also saw uh, Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon just a little bit you know in little scenes here and there um, but yeah uh, it looks great Gotham in the city itself and the, the landscape and the environment looks really dead on um, get ready I feel like I, like I said and I know we say this a lot you know that each iteration of Batman is a little bit more grittier grittier grittier, grittier you know but you know when you compare it to like when you're going from the campiness of the Adam West Batman to kind of like the dark but in at certain times whimsical Tim Burton Batman then you got the more mature um, Batman with the Christopher Nolan Batman right this one looks hardcore you know it just looks really hardcore and very gritty as I mentioned before and very dark um, so I am really all in and I can't wait to check it out. So, again, you know, as always, let me know in the comments what you guys think and all that. Um, is this something you're looking forward to? You know, what are your thoughts on Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman there? Um, Zoe Kravitz, how, how do you think that's going to play out? How do you think her portrayal of Selena Kyle is? Um, I think she looks great. So I can't wait um, overall for it all. So. Um, the other big um, reveal and something that a lot of us have been waiting for, especially how they were going to address it, was the Flash movie. So last year, uh, I believe, if memory serves me correct, uh, Andy Muschietti, who is directing um, The Flash, who was also responsible for the It movies, um, he gave a little speech uh, about him working with The Flash and blah, blah, blah. But we didn't get to see Ezra Miller at all. Now, if you've been following the news for a while now, Ezra Miller is kind of in a bad space. Uh, in the public eye, um, he has been uh, heard saying some not so great things and then he was caught on film choking some lady out in Iceland uh, after an altercation now we don't know if that was in jest we don't know if that was legit but what bothers a lot of us the most is that none of that stuff was ever addressed we never heard from Ezra Miller about it we never heard from any of his people about it Warner Brothers has been have been mum on the whole situation so I feel like that's kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way so a lot of people were protesting for a bit you know we don't want Ezra Miller's flash anymore blah 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 and it's kind of a shame because honestly when uh, you look at his portrayal of the flash in the Zack Snyder Justice League movie I liked his character you know he was kind of like this quirky awkward dude um, 
that really came through for the team, you know, and he was very enjoyable and entertaining. Um, if you watch the Snyder Cut, he had a more fleshed out ending. You know, he was a major, major role in the ending of the movie uh, and a major part in, you know, coming through for the team and making them come victorious at the end there. So I was very, very curious how they were going to really address any of this stuff if they were right. The panel started off with Ezra Miller, boom, right in your face. And in real life, this guy must really be an awkward dude because even the way he dressed up, he just looks very unique and his own person, right? So, and he still, you know, is kind of quirky, you know, and he has his little jokes here and there, his little quips. Um, but, you know, he talked about that, you know, Unfortunately, we'd have nothing to show you guys that much of because we're still in post-production. Uh, we don't have a, a full teaser, not even a full trailer or what have you. But he worked with Andy to put something together to show us, right? And so we got like a sneak peek. I wouldn't even call it a teaser trailer. It's like a sneak peek. Um, but it's what he said to close it out that I found real interesting. He said, we can't wait for you guys to see us next year but more importantly for you guys to see me and i feel like that was his way of clapping back at those who have been asking for him to be removed you know those who have been against him moving forward within this franchise and all that so that if you haven't seen it watch it watch that that little a snippet right before they showed us the, the sneak peek um, and let me know what you think because the way I took it was like oh hey this is he's speaking out and this is his way of kind of like no I'm not going anywhere guys like I'm the flash and I can't wait for you guys to see me in, on the big screen when the movie comes out so regardless we get the sneak peek and you know, it looks like it takes place in the event. It looks like it takes place definitely after the Justice League. At least it looks like it. Um, and a lot of quick snippets here and there. Um, so you can't really put together the full plot, but it does feel like he is. And again, this is no nothing new because we kind of knew that this was going to be like a Flashpoint like storyline where he's going through alternate realities you know multiverse as you want it may want to call it um there's this one scene where we got to see him and another version of himself so you get two ezra miller flashes there along with a quick glimpse of supergirl you know very quick glimpse um but you see him going through it looks like he goes back maybe possibly to his hometown at a different time or a different uh universe version um he's fooling around with all the different parts of his suits and all that um but the main scenes was when we got quick glimpse of batman now we already know that michael keaton is going to star in this movie as the tim burton batman right so we get a glimpse of the cowl from the back so and we get to see the Batcave and the Batcave kind of looks similar to like the Tim Burton Batcaves uh, when Keaton was Batman there. Um, so definitely you see Ezra, the two Ezras 
and Supergirl talking to this Batman, asking him if he's in whatever that means, right? But I think the main tease, you know, the cock tease, as I like to call it, um, was when you see Ezra Miller standing next to a covered vehicle. And just by looking at the outlines, you could already tell it's the classic 89 Batmobile. And that was exciting just to see. Now, they cut to black as soon as he was ripping the cloth off, but you do hear him freaking out and, you know, nerdgasming uh, as he sees what's underneath. And I do believe that is looking to be the 89 Batmobile, which is fantastic. And I'm excited just for that. I'm excited just to see the Keaton Batman return. How, what kind of role he's going to play in this movie. You know, and all that. And I am very curious to see how Ezra Miller's Flash is going to play out. You know, and I'm actually even more curious as to how audiences will take to it. Um, because, like I said, it is kind of unusual that with all this controversy that's like circling around Ezra Miller, that no one's ever addressed it. You know, no one's ever, you know, no publicist, no studio head has come out and said like no no it's all a misunderstanding you know what you saw there was you know their friends and they were fooling around but if you look at that footage it doesn't look like it was a joke he looked dead on serious um the girl was laughing because she maybe thought it was a joke but you hear someone in the back saying whoa 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 hey calm down um so i don't know i don't know i'm curious to hear what you guys think about that whole mess um, but uh, The Flash, yeah. I mean, it was good to see something. We got to see some footage there. Obviously, I want to see more. Um, it looks like he's going to experience some doom in there, like maybe as he's going through the timelines and the multiverses. He's seeing glimpses of what could have happened. I mean, remember, if you go back to, uh, I believe it was Batman v Superman, um, Bruce Wayne gets awoken by... Um, Ezra, you know, as this weird dream sequence, but it looks like he's actually trying to break through the timeline and trying to warn Bruce about something, right? Um, that was never ever revisited, so maybe this is something that we're gonna see in this movie. I don't know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about it. Uh, I am curious, you know, here if you are looking forward to this movie coming out again, looks like it's coming out next year. Um, so I, I would say that those were the two main reveals that people were really waiting for uh, when it comes to this DC fandom event. Um, the event started with um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, talking about Black Adam. Uh, I mean, he's been talking about Black Adam for years and years and years. And, you know, they are still currently in production for that movie. Um, and we got a little, like, nice little tease of some behind the scenes and then we got you know to see like kind of like a roster call you know hawkman's in the movie of course we have dr fate played by pierce brosnan which is fantastic um and then uh we have cyclone in the movie and all that um but we did get to see some footage uh, they showed up a quick clip of what they're saying is uh, one of the scenes in the beginning of the movie and we got to see kind of the Rock as Black Adam doing some stuff here and there, and it looks pretty cool, but it's not enough for me to go crazy about. Um, but it looks interesting, you know. I mean, 
he looks more than his normal built in the costume. I don't know if it's just me or just how the costume makes him look, but he looks even more solid, like huge. He looks huge. Um, I don't know if it's just the way the costume looks or what have you. I mean, yeah, The Rock is a big dude, but wow, he looked like like almost cartoony big, um, in my opinion. But again, we'll see what happens when we see more moving footage of it um, as the time goes. Um, and other things were revealed. I mean, guys, I am not going to go through everything line by line. Again, it was a three and a half hour long presentation but i'll run through my list of everything that was covered you know a lot of the trailers and footage um can now be seen individually on youtube they were releasing them the minute they were being announced and all that so um this is just going to be now a quick rundown of the rest of the presentation so um before i continue as always Talking Talk podcast show can be found on YouTube at the Low Key Geek YouTube channel every week. Um, this is a special episode, so episode eight will be released sometime between today and maybe Monday. But do stay tuned to the channel. And again, podcast form, it can also be heard on your podcast platform of choice like Spotify and iTunes. Um, you could catch that. Uh, every week as well so and as always your support and appreciation is always greatly uh, cherished and I feel always humbled whenever you guys show your love don't forget to comment leave feedback uh, let me know what you guys think uh, any notes or anything that you, you may want me to talk about and address in future episodes um, and hit that like and subscribe buttons if you haven't done so already and spread the word Come on, let's build this community up. You know, I enjoy doing this. I know a lot of you out there enjoy watching it. Uh, so it will be great if we could have more of that community feel uh, for the channel. So, so yeah, so let's just go down. Like I said, Black Adam, uh, we got that in the very beginning. They talked about um, the Flash TV series and uh, the new season coming out. Um, I fell off on that series a long time ago, I think after season three. Uh, the minute you start having everyone becoming Flash is just ridiculous for me. Uh, and I think that's one of the problems I have with like the CW shows, and that's why I don't really watch a lot of them. But they talked about this new costume, and they were raving on and on about golden boots and all that. So that was that. We did get to see a behind-the-scenes of the uh, Aquaman 2 movie by James Wan, uh, starring Jason Momoa. So we got some behind-the-scenes uh, footage for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom there. Then that segued into Aquaman uh, King of Atlantis, which is his new cartoon on HBO Max that is streaming now. Um, it kind of... I haven't seen it yet, but I have seen clips of it, and it looks very uh, SpongeBob-like in a way um, with some Adventure Time-like animation. So it's, it's definitely more in the comical side of things. Um, so that looks very interesting. Now, the next presentation I followed after that, I actually found extremely important and very, very well done. And that's the milestone panel. The milestone panel, uh, you had um, some of the original founders there of Milestone um, in talking about, you know, the resurgence of Milestone from last year 
the titles that they brought back, like Static Shock and what have you. Um, and then they were talking about bringing back another fan favorite comic series next year. Um, the Static Shock movie is still in the works, so that's something that they're still working on. Michael B. Jordan is um, connected to that as producer. But the main announcement and the new announcement that they made today was that they are going to be working on a Static Shock animated movie. Um, so they are full on in um, making sure that milestone representation is out there, which I think is great and very important. And mainly because of this next thing that they announced is that they announced that they created this milestone initiative, uh, which is basically empowering and discovering creators of color. And, um, you know, just allowing for more representation and diversity within the industry, not just in comic books, but like movies and TV shows and all that. So I thought that was a brilliant program. I think that's going to be a lot of um, it's going to be a, a great step for a lot of the, the creators out there who maybe are having a hard time getting noticed or having a hard time getting their foot in the door there. And they just want to. Uh, display their creativity in the craft that they love. So I think that is a really, really, that is really a wonderful program there. And I really, really love this panel that they had um, and hearing them talk about everything that, you know, they've been through and, you know, what they're trying to do to make sure that they do their part in making sure that there is proper representation in comic books and media. So Milestone, really awesome stuff there. Um, then they talked about some Webtoon originals, um, one that they're working on already called Wayne Family Adventures. Basically what this is, is like Webtoons is uh, this website where they take like, you know, comic panels and whatever and they animate them, you know, to make it like a cartoon. Um, so they're doing that. Then we got a new trailer for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game, um, which, you know, since the last time we heard about it, and I believe this was uh, during the E3 presentation um, in the summer, um, we got teased with a trailer, right? But we haven't seen any game, you know, gameplay footage. Well, we didn't see any gameplay footage here either, but we got a new trailer, so it's a lot of cinematics. Uh, we're getting a little bit more sense of the storyline and who's involved. Um, they are going against the Justice League, but it looks like a Justice League that's been compromised somehow. Um, so they're trying to put an end to that, but you know, again, it's. I, I've said this before. It's hard for me to get excited over a video game when I'm just looking at cinematics. You know, I need to see gameplay footage. So, um, for me, not much to talk about there. But to keep it along the Suicide Squad universe, then we got a nice little Peacemaker behind the scenes. Uh, Peacemaker is the limited series that is coming out on HBO Max. Well, I'm calling it limited series for now because they've only been talking about this one season. Uh, but during the panel, it sounds like they hoping that they could expand it and make it into multiple seasons. We'll see. Um, but they had a, a nice little cast interview. This, that is um, very similar to what I saw them do at the end of the Suicide Squad movie when I went to the special screening for it. 
Um, James Gunn had everyone involved, um, cast-wise, there. And he was basically just interviewing everyone. Uh, and I thought it was very well done. Um, one thing that stood out for me is that we, uh, one of the, I guess, villains or the people that he, uh, Peacemaker will be going against is this person named Vigilante. Vigilante, or Vigilante, if you want to be fancy like I am, um, is a very old school DC character. And I remember growing up and I had this friend in school and he swore that Vigilante was his favorite DC character and comic book character of all time. Um, They got the look down just like how he looks like in the comic books and all that. So this is going to be the first time we get to see Vigilante on screen, which is kind of fun and will be exciting to see. Um, and then we they tease us with another nice little new trailer there. Uh, a lot of funny moments. Him and that eagle, priceless, priceless stuff. Um, the comedy is still there. If you liked his character and how it was, he was portrayed in the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad movie. Then you're going to get a lot more of that stuff. So be ready. This is going to be a show for you. So again, this is something that's coming out next year on HBO Max. Then they mo- they went into more of like the TV realm um, during this portion of the the convention here. Um, they talked about Superman and Lois. They gave a little behind the scenes there um, and a look into season two. Um, Supergirl, they're going into their final season. So they had a nice little farewell panel with the whole cast talking about their most memorable moments and everything and what have you. So I thought that was very sweet. They gave a little um, glimpse into Stargirl. I, I believe it was the final um, episode of the the series, uh, not the series, of the season, the current season. Uh, again, I don't watch any of these shows. Um, they're just not for me, but I'm sure a lot of you are into it. So let me know uh, how excited you guys are for each show or which show you're excited for in the comments. You know, convince me as to why I may or should watch any of these shows. I want to hear a nice convincing argument uh, or kind of like a nice... A proposal as to why I should watch these shows because when Titans first came out someone I knew said you have to watch this because if you were a fan of the Titans cartoon series but you wanted to see a more mature adult version of it you know you want to see a, and I've used this word already with the Batman grittier version of Titans then you got to check out this show it's fantastic and I checked out half of first season and I was like, eh, all right. You know, I feel like they were just on purpose saying shit and fuck and all that. And, you know, they were trying to go out of the way to be adult. And that kind of threw me off. I was just like, no, I, I think they're, they're, they're hamming it up a little bit too much. I think they're really trying to establish themselves as this is our adult version this is the more mature titans blah 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 you know and it just didn't work for me now not saying that i won't be interested in maybe revisiting it um but right now look there's also way too much stuff to watch and i don't have the time so i have to be very very selective when it comes to my tv shows so um but again if i hear a very convincing argument 
and proposal as to why I should watch any of these shows. I'll be in. You have my word that I will give it a shot. So then they talked about this new animated series that they're working on called My Adventures of Superman. So they showed some concept art there. Looks really interesting. Uh, then they got, went into Superman in the comics. Uh, you had Jim Lee talking about it and all that. Um, now, the only thing that stood out was that they're changing Superman's motto. If you remember, or maybe you don't know, Superman's motto for a while was truth, justice, and the American way. Um, now, I don't think he ever said that in the comic, but Christopher Reeve said that, I think, in the movie. And that kind of like followed along with Superman for years and years and years. Now they changed it and they're putting it in the forefront that is now going to be truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. So something that speaks more to the current environment, you know, and I think that is kind of cool. Then comes one of the weirder moments of the show. And it's the weird moments of the show really came into like merchandise tie-ins and collaborations. And this is one of two that I found very unusual. So you had Cam Newton, NFL player, football player. And apparently he has a line of hats that he that he's running. So he's teamed up with DC to to kind of do a Superman collaboration of hats. Now I'm not talking about baseball hats, all right? I'm talking about legit like fedoras and hat hats. You know, old-timey hats. And he's doing collaboration with Superman and he, they showed some samples and it looks kind of ridiculous. I mean, it looks like stuff pimps would wear. <laughs> just my opinion, you know, uh, it just doesn't look great. But hey, give it up, Cam Newton, you know, being entrepreneurial like that um, and landing a collaboration with DC. So go, go get them, Tiger. Um, the, next afterwards, they kind of gave us a new look at the uh, animated movie called DC League of Super Pets. Um, they uh, promised that a full-length tra- trailer will be coming out in November. Um, this is an animated movie that is basically going to be filled with the pets of superheroes. Um, now, if you are familiar with the DC Comics... This was something that they've done as a, a run, or sometimes they will do some team-ups and all that where, you know, Superman has a dog called Crypto, who also has Superman-like powers, and then, you know, Batman has his own dog and all this kind of stuff like that. So they're doing a full-length feature film about that. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be voicing Crypto, and you have Kevin Hart, who's uh, voicing, I forget who Batman's dog is, but that one. Um, you could see I really care a lot about this, but yeah, so that's happening. <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol, they talked a little bit about Doom Patrol, you know, season three is already available for streaming, but they, uh, they looked at some of the final episodes for season three, but they also announced that they have been greenlit for season four. So I, I guess there's a lot of people out there who are loving this Doom Patrol series, uh, I know I have some friends who do love the series. Again, it just doesn't work for me. Um, so that was interesting just to see that. Um, and then this is after the Doom Patrol portion. That's when they went into the Flash movie and all that kind of stuff like that. So after that, um, now you'll notice that I'm going back and forth between 
the movie and TV world and comic books because again DC is a comic book company and it's nice to hear them talk about what they're working on as far as comic books and publication uh, you know we don't really get to hear a lot of that stuff from Disney and Marvel when they do their presentation so it's nice to just have them mix it up you know so that if this was a legit convention fans will span all different types of media so it's good that they're covering all of this for everybody right so um, the next one is about a publication called The Other History of the DC Universe uh, which is a deeper look at diverse DC characters in comics and they highlight certain characters there so that's something that is going to be coming out next year something that looks very interesting to look into then they started to talk a little bit about the Sandman show on Netflix uh, we already got uh, teased with that during Netflix's To Doom event but we got the first look the breaking news the first look of Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer the character Lucifer and she looks amazing and if you don't know who Gwendolyn Christie is she was made very well known and popular from Game of Thrones um, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing her portray this character. Oh, and she was also Phasma, Captain Phasma in Star Wars. What you never saw her face, you just heard her voice, and she, you know, the character was asked out um, quite a bit. So nothing big there or anything to really talk about. Then they uh, gave us uh, more looks into the Injustice League animated movie. Injustice League is based off of the video game franchise. Uh, so they did like kind of like an interview panel and they provided a quick clip of how the animated movie is going to look like. It looks okay. I don't think it's going to be one of their stronger animated movies and DC has a full history of very strong animated movies. They were you know pretty much ruling the anim the animated realm as far as direct to DVD movies for comic book characters um, until Marvel's what if Marvel had nothing that they could compete with as far as what DC was putting out there so this one looks okay uh, nothing that I'm that thrilled about then one of my favorite panels was the Blue Beetle movie panel because you had the, the, the writer and director in one room and then you had um, the, the main character who will be playing Blue Beetle himself um, the, he's one of the lead characters from uh, Cobra Kai and I always have a hard time pronouncing his name is Duelo Matinea or okay you know what I'm not going to butcher it any further but he's a really cool kid and you could tell he's extremely excited but the great part was the brotherhood that you had between the writer and director they look like just normal bros man and they were just in love and happy that they are getting to work on this property they're they're happy that they're finally putting you know hispanic representation on the big screen as in a form of a superhero so you can tell that they're super excited super giddy they were hugging each other and they're like oh i just love you man i love this bro right here man and i thought that was so great that was really great um it was it was very touching to see that and you know it's just great to see people who are involved in projects that they are so passionate about and that they love, especially when there's such a higher meaning behind it, you know? Um, kind of the same feeling I got when I watched Shang-Chi, you know? Like, it was like the first time we got to see an Asian-centric cast 
and an Asian superhero on the big screen, you know, a comic book character, uh, which was very meaningful. And, you know, the same reaction a lot of people had when they saw Black Panther for the first time. So I can only imagine how it's going to be like when Blue Beetle hits the, the movies um, with that Hispanic representation. You know, we're going to get a little glimpse of that with Eternals because Selma Hayek is one of the main characters there. But to have a standalone movie for yourself and to have that representation there, that's going to be huge. And you could tell that they they are taking this project on personally and they want to make it the best thing ever. Um they're still in pre-production, so they have nothing to show. Uh, even Duelo, Duelo, uh, the the very lovely young gentleman from Cobra Kai, um, said he hasn't even seen the costume yet. So, he, but he's super stoked and can't wait. So, uh, I think that's going to be really really fun. Then another one of the panels that I really loved was the Smallville twentieth anniversary panel. Wow. It's kind of crazy to think that Smallville came out 20 years ago. Smallville was the DC and Warner Brothers test pilot. That was a series that they really tested to see and make sure and see if these type of TV programming, this type of TV programming will work. And it did. And it ran for 10 seasons, which is extremely long. Um, and it's what it's what really spearheaded the start of the CW DC universe cuz after that the next thing we got was arrow and that's it that's all she wrote because then floodgates opened up and this the shows just kept rolling in right so it was really cool they had an interview with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenblum there and their chemistry is still amazing they both look also great. You know, I really wish we could see them back in the DC world, at least, you know, somehow, maybe like in a multiverse kind of version of something. Um, but I think Welling can still put on that suit and and be uh, a nice Superman there. Uh, and Rosenblum just looks like he's a fun dude. Um, but, you know, they had like a little uh, trip down memory lane about the series um, they had a lot of people who couldn't be there kind of did their own um, film their own interviews and you know kind of said like oh they loved working on the show and they miss Tom and Michael and all that um, and they also announced that this is the first time that uh, Smallville will be coming out on Blu-ray um, you know I, I, I it was such a quick glimpse uh, I don't know if it's coming out at the end of this year or next year but it will be the first time that it's going to be available on Blu-ray so Smallville, um, were you a fan of Smallville? Did anyone else watch Smallville? I mean, I watched it. I thought it was great TV at the time. Uh, again, this was 20 years ago, so there wasn't much of that happening, right? So uh, let me know. Then going back to publications, they're talking about um, this new super team called Monkey, uh, Monkey Prince. I think it's already out now, but they're having a new version coming out next February. Um, it's characters that are based off of that very classic Chinese folklore story, Journey into the West, which so many stories have kind of got inspiration from. That's how Dragon Ball got their inspiration from and all that. So uh, the artwork looked actually pretty uh, interesting. So that's something that's coming out. 
Then they talked about the Gotham Knights video game. They had their own little panel. They showed us another new trailer. Um, they did a little behind the scenes on how it was to kind of um, incorporate the Court of Owls storyline into this video game. Um, but again, no new gameplay. We got a glimpse of some gameplay in, during the E3 event uh, in the summer, which was like really nice to see. But nothing new shown here. Just again, more cinematics and more talks about putting the story of the game together. Um, if you haven't read the Batman run um, that involved the Court of Owls, uh, you should definitely check it out because it's definitely one of the more interesting, more recent uh, storylines that was very well done. So I am very curious to hear how it's going to play out within this video game. Um, then we got a Batwoman TV panel. They talked. They gave us a little season three preview. Um, they had a, a fan voting for a digital webcomic series, and the one that won was Robins, uh, which I guess is, will be a digital comic that talks about all the Robins teaming up together and then finding out that there's this one female that claims that she was the very first Robin and they're going to investigate that. Uh, they made this funny joke about the last time fans voted on uh, uh, anything that had to do with Robin. It didn't really turn out that great. So it was great to see the opposite here, which I totally agree. Um, then we got a nice glimpse of this new Catwoman Hunted animated movie that's coming out next year. We got a nice little trailer about it. It looks very anime inspired. Um, and she it looks like she'll be teaming up with Batwoman in this um, animated movie. So it looks great. Then they ran through a list of other animated feature films that they're working on for next year. No real like trailers or glimpse just titles right so we're getting constantine the house of mystery teen titans go and dc superhero girls uh, team up we're getting a new green lantern animated movie and then we're getting battle of the super sons which will be their first ever cg animated movie coming out next year and then they also announced that batman long halloween deluxe will be coming to blu-ray so they're taking part one and part two and combining it into one Blu-ray collection. And if you haven't seen Batman The Long Halloween, you gotta check that out. It's probably one of the best Batman animated movies that they came out with. It is available for streaming on HBO Max, both parts one and two. Check it out, you won't be disappointed. Then back to more DC TV, Legends of Tomorrow. I guess they're hitting their 100th episode, so they're going through, you know, kind of a retrospective there then they're working on this new preschool animated show called bat wheels that's right cars meets the batman universe bat wheels okay moving on <laughs> i mean the concept art that they showed just picture in your mind bat like the batman vehicles in the cars universe and you got your show right there. All right. Um, Spotify, they are doing audio series. They have one called Batman Unburied. They were revealing some of the cast that was um, uh, hired on to play some of the characters for this audio series. But the main reveal was Winston Duke will be voicing Batman for this audio series. So that's really cool. Next is part two of the weirdness and the oddity of the collaborations uh, when it comes to merchandising. And Puma is teaming up with Neymar for a Batman collaboration. 
awesome. They didn't show us anything on how it's going to look like. We got a little logo, but that's it. So, yeah. Let's see how that plays out. Then they had like a small little Batgirl movie panel um, where, you know, Leslie Grace, who was cast to be Batgirl, uh, she was one of the main leads in In the Heights. And I think she's a fantastic young actress and I think she's going to knock it out of the park. Then a nice little panel there with the writers and director. Um, and they're talking about how excited they are to go into production. Um, they haven't even started yet. They're still in pre-production here. But, you know, they talked about, you know, their excitement and all that. Uh, then the aforementioned Titans, they had their own panel. And then we got an announcement that season four was greenlit. So they are there's there are a lot of people still watching this show. And they're going to move forward with another season. Then we got the Harley Quinn animated panel. I have to check this show out. This is the one show that people have been recommending that I really actually do want to check out. I've heard convincing arguments, proposals that I need to check this out. And the clips that I've seen were pretty damn funny. So I really need to check this show out finally. I just have to just sit down and just binge it because season three, they're saying it's finally coming. They know it's taking a long time and they kind of poked a lot of jokes about it and everything. Um, They said that season three completed like... 20 years ago or what have you and we're only just getting uh you know getting around to talk about it now uh, but obviously because of you know current situation of the world and what have you that's what's causing all the delays but they really are excited and can't wait for season three to start um then they talked about this is probably one of the more interesting things that i heard during this whole panel and that's batman cape crusader so you got bruce tim who was the creator of the original Batman the Animated Series, which is by far one of the best animated series I've ever seen. Period. Full stop. I mean, if you've never watched it, I I plead and I beg you to check it out because it's not just a great superhero comic book character animated show. It's just a great animated show, period. The subject matters, the the, the drama, the storylines, the character building, all fantastically done. It's what gave us Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was invented for this show. And then she blew up, and then now she, you see her in comic books, you see her in live action movies, um, video games. She has her own animated show now. You know, this, this movie, this uh, movie, this animated show was revolutionary for the time, especially even in the way that they created the animation for it. Um, not to go into like a deep rabbit hole about it, but they used black canvas and they painted over black canvas to give it that dark feeling of Gotham, which was never done before. Very unheard of. So Bruce Tim is teaming up with J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves of The Batman to do a reimagining of The Batman in animated form. They're definitely going to give it a more noir feel to it, and it's going to take place probably in like the 40s, um, or it's going to have like that 40s feel to it. So it looks great. Uh, it looks like the older version of Batman with the very long ears on the cowl kind of like like the 40s 50s batman so they're taking that concept and they're turning this into animated form and if it's anything like how the animated series was then i'm all in i'm extremely excited about this um then they announced this new dc heroes and villains mobile rpg game whatever 
Um, Young Justice Season 4 is now streaming on HBO Max, and I totally even forgot about this. So I'm glad that they reminded me because uh, Young Justice was an amazing, amazing animated series. Um, and I really love the characters there in the storyline. So this is something I definitely want to uh, check out. It's called Young Justice Phantoms. Then they talked about a new HBO Max show, limited series that they're working on called DMZ. Uh, Ava DuVernay is attached to direct this series, which is fantastic because she is a great visionary and director. It will be starring Rosaria Dawson and Benjamin Bratt. So we got some glimpse, some like, you know, photo stills of how this show is looking like. But it was basically Ava and the writer talking about um, this show as a whole and the casting. Then it turns out Ava is still attached to another series uh, called Naomi, uh, which is a series that's based off of the comic book of the same name. Um, so again, it's just nice to see more representation from the comic book world being transferred onto um, the big screen, whether it's movies or TV. So this looks like it's going to be a nice uh, show for a younger generation, but a generation who needs to see representation on the screen. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun and it looks interesting. So then we got uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods panel, which is the Shazam sequel. So you had Zachary Levi there talking about it and we they showed us a lot of behind the scenes footage uh no real like movie trailer teaser type footage there but just a reminder that this is a movie that's coming out next year um then they had a nice long wonder woman 80th anniversary panel which i thought was really great um it's kind of crazy to think about how these characters are getting these type of anniversaries already you know we've had recently the Batman and the Superman anniversaries, and now it's Wonder Woman's 80th. So they had a, a nice little panel with Patty Jenkins and Linda Carter talking about the importance of Wonder Woman to generations. Uh, Linda Carter kind of slipped out that Wonder Woman 3 is being worked on, and that's something that have been talking about, but I don't think that's a surprise to really anyone there. Um, and then they talked about a lot of, like, you know, the meaning behind Wonder Woman and, again, what that means to... Uh, females, especially little girls growing up. Um, so, and it was just nice to see Linda Carter still, you know, attached to this icon that she portrayed back in the 70s. Um, again, I've mentioned this before, a sexual awakening moment for me as a kid was Linda Carter as Wonder Woman on TV. So, um, and it shows you how much she meant to me. But no, in all seriousness, um, Wonder Woman is a very important character. Um, I keep talking about representation, and it is, she is probably by uh, hands down the first female superhero to really make it big and really make a huge impact uh, to the young girls, women uh, from generation to generation. I'm glad that she's finally getting a lot of spotlight. I'm glad that she's finally had two great movies, one and a half great movies put out there. Um, but looking forward to more coming from, from the Wonder Woman world. Uh, they talked about this new publication called Trial of the Amazons. It's a comic book series that's coming out in 2022. Um, then they talked about Sweet Tooth, uh, the Netflix show. Um, they confirmed that season two is coming. So that's something that's going to be coming through. Something that I found extremely surprising. And again, I don't know where I've been, but Pennyworth. 
the TV show that's supposed to talk about a younger Alfred working with a Thomas Wayne uh, in London and all that. They're working on season three. When did this series come out? Am I like in the dark here? I had no idea that this show was already out. But they're working on season three and then they announced that it is going to be an HBO Max series exclusive now. So both seasons one and two will be available early in 2022. So where was this show featured? Was this being shown on the DC Universe app or something? Because that would make sense why I wouldn't have heard of it. Because I've never used that app. But yeah, it was a huge surprise to me there. Um, But yeah, Pennyworth season three. And then uh, we had a nice little talk between Jim Lee and... uh, and the host of the con and you know they were running this like he's been teasing a lot of people about um something and he was releasing artwork on twitter and instagram and all that kind of stuff like that and then he revealed that it was his version of the infinity crisis cover um the famous the infamous cover by george perez um but then when asked what does this mean he said some stuff that they bleeped out on purpose. It was like a nice little bit that they had there. But could this mean that there is an Infinity Crisis project he's working on coming up in the future? Meh. But maybe. Looks like that could be it. And then we got to the Batman panel. So there you go. That was the three and a half hours of DC fandom. And that was my rundown of it. Um, but the most important thing was... We got the Batman trailer, and it looks fantastic. I really can't wait. And then we finally got first looks at The Flash and Mr. Awkward Miller there um, doing his thing and clapping back, in my opinion, clapping back to the general public on recent comments and what have you. But let me know what you guys think about the dc fandom this year like what were some of the things that you were excited to hear about what were some of the things that you were looking forward to from everything that was covered what are you most excited for coming out in the next year let me know in the comments um and that's pretty much all i got for you today on this special episode of the talking talk show podcast the regular uh episode that is scheduled to come out will be coming out shortly so do stay tuned for that no matter what time of the week it is make sure to always allow some time for yourself play a favorite video game of yours watch a favorite movie read one of your favorite books give yourself some time to relax and recover from your busy week because nothing is more important than your own mental health and make sure to always pay attention to that and as always stay cool stay class stay safe and i will catch you all next time peace everyone